We're here at the Christmas market doing what we decided to do was record some of pod of a podcast here in the market. And we're gonna interview people talking about their favorite Christmas movies and if they can take a Christmas movie or any movie and turn it into a Hallmark Christmas movie using these tropes. That's fun. But before we get into that, and did you have some questions for the the master podcaster Scotty Coppage? Sure. So Scotty, I've never been a podcaster, but I do have some recording experience. Um, so I'd like to introduce your special guest this morning. Uh, Ann Arnold Ogden is the executive director of the Wichita Falls Alliance for Arts and Culture. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, Scotty. Hey. How are you guys this morning? Uh, it's pretty brisk out here this morning. I know. So I'm, I'm dressed lie. very warmly. I'm a little, I'm a little cold, but I'm happy. I'm happy to be Wait, here. Wait. So, what are your favorite Christmas movies, both of you? So, my all-time favorite Christmas movie is definitely Christmas Vacation, um, and it's just one of those we watch it every single year, and it kind of has like a. Um, you don't have a choice but to. Yeah. Right. And it, and it just kind of walks through what I think a lot of people can relate to as far as like, oh, family's visiting and everyone's stressed out, but somehow, you know, it's all funny and then do you, everyone do gets Do you to see it. yourself as Clark? I do not. I do. I would not never put myself in a situation uh, <laughs> where I would have that much stress in, during the holiday season. Scotty, favorite Christmas movie? It's Die Hard. Fair enough. It's Die Hard. Yeah. Every time. I don't feel... On my birthday on Christmas Eve, like is I is that a question kind of, that it's not a Christmas movie anymore? Like that's not a question, right? I think that's been solved. I feel like the last couple of few it's years, fact. Yeah. it's it's got everything. I mean, it's got it's snowing at midnight, rekindling an old flame. It's it's it does have the Christmas Hallmark features right there. Lead character returns home, not a small town, but small town feel inside think, that building. Th- inside Nakatomi Plaza, I think they're yeah. all community. It yeah. is a community. Aspirational occupation, yeah. I would say yes. Uh, family or career choice. Career it's like, do choice. I do family or career choice? That's always the uh, dilemma in these Christmas movies. Well, it's a career choice for Die Hard, right? Yeah. Like, it's 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 it, work based, and it's about you know his wife making the choice on going career, going to L.A. Oh, and then a choice was made. A choice was already made. Mm. And it's like, does she want to stay with him? He has to like after she sees Die Hard, she yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, townwide Christmas event, yes. Everybody Fireworks was there. and everything. Every, everybody was yeah. there. And snowing at midnight. You're right. Wow, it is a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> Debate settled. Um, we slayed it. Well, so Scotty, this this event is part of the Artist Development Program through the Wichita Falls Alliance for Arts and Culture. Talk to us a little bit about the program. You are a participant for your media arts. What have you learned over the last two years? In the last two years, it's been an incredible program. I got to meet other artists that I, I, most of these people I'd never met before. And you got to talk with them. And then you also, we learned about money. We learned about, um, <laughs> because a lot, of money. A, lot, a, lot of, a lot of artists don't know anything about money or taxes or what we need to do to actually kind of make a side income or a full income on their art. And we were able to talk to lawyers. We were able to talk to CPAs that are for artists and for, you know, what you need to do for your LLC. We talked about being in the community and how you can bring your art out into the community. And we just did some incredible stuff the last two years. And what I was able to get from it was, you know, there was some funding to go to conferences. There was funding to take writing classes. There was 
a lot of support, like a lot of community support within this town, which you wouldn't necessarily think so in this in this kind of small town, Wichita Falls. But like, but there, there really is. There really is just you know. I, I would say too over kind of doing several of these with you over the last couple of years is you've come a long way like technically as well we went from like recording off of a laptop to like getting mics and then you're getting yeah, this different is really nice and, gear i'm very impressed and uh just it kind of just elevating and moving forward with it um over the last couple of years and it's been really fun to, to t- kind of watch scotty kind of be in his element and be he has a very creative mind and you know if you ever listen to the pod you know he breaks you know Let's mix up the ingredients. What what would have, what would a different actor been in this role or whatever it is? And what are you going to take away from this? And and really, not just like, hey, we're going to talk about this movie. But he really is prepared and ready to talk. Um, and it blows me away every time. And I don't know how many times we've looked at each other and just started laughing because some of the the questions are just so ridiculous, man. But you know, artists have creative minds, and they should be in every company and on every city committee. And every, you know, uh, uh, committee there is out there. Artists think differently and see things differently. I'm certainly not an artist, um, but I support and believe that artists are not just important to the way our cities and communities run. They're also important to commerce. You know, you think about these are micro entrepreneurs. These are small businesses. And um, the creative economy in Texas alone is huge. Um, you know, you, you see an artist and you think, oh, that's someone with obvious talent. And of course it is just like your brain is like your creative talent is right there in your brain. Um, but these are folks that, you know, get to do what they love. And if they can do it for work and contribute to the economy and make our cities better and like give us beautiful things to see and listen to and, and have, man, get me fired up. I'm telling you, um, it's what all of you guys have done in this program is amazing and it's valuable and it's important to cities everywhere. Artists, you know, I I don't think it can be overstated. And I think the role of an artist in a smaller community like ours is that much higher. I mean, you look at where our cities come over the last couple of years and a lot of that is because of the creativity of countless people that that want something better. Um, And it's fun to watch. There's, There's a guy that's just new in town He's from LA, and he said Wichita Falls has like kind of a better mm-hmm. kind of art, kind of support system and and base. Like in LA, it's super hard and super complicated and super red tape to get any of your stuff put out yeah. or like any exhibitions. But like in Wichita Falls, like there's kind of there's there's a room for it. There's a base for that, and I think that that was interesting hearing that from him. Well, and you know that's part of what we do at the Alliance. Our job is to support arts, artists, um, arts nonprofits, and arts educators and youth learning of arts education. Um, so if there's anybody out there, I'm gonna take my shot. Looking for an artist that can do anything for you. We've got a whole artist roster. Scotty's on there um, at wichitafallsarts.org. Just look for the roster. We have so I mean, there's like eight pages of artists that you just keep. They just keep going. There's so much creative talent in this town it's amazing and um and worthy of our support for sure you like that i plugged I, it anyway was, nobody love, asked me and i just slid it in i love it doggy bag yeah do you know <laughs> the, at the end of the at the end of the podcast we always do the doggy bag yeah it's like it's like what are you what are you taking home oh. what's the legacy of this movie like so what are you taking home from this like so the doggy bag is like what are you taking home from this movie? What are you taking home from this event? And what's your doggy bag about this event? 
for me, I mean, this is, this is, how lucky am I to do this as a job? Mm. How lucky am I that I am charged with supporting creative people and making sure their work is seen, their voices are heard, their work is available and accessible to everyone? I, I think the doggy bag is artist for everyone, period. And there's so many different kinds of art. So get out there and find it and support it and... Uh, yeah, art man. Art man, we need it. Yeah, we need for it. We sure. can't live. We, can't, we couldn't have lived without it the last no. few years, which was ever. Yeah. Ooh, I'm not going there. It's indispensable. Yeah. But thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Hey, thanks for thank sitting you. down and thanks for turning on the mics out. when I sat down and said, "Let's do this." Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Okay. That was fun. All right. We're, we're back. We're back here with Amber Scott. Um, hey, Amber, what are you? Okay. Hey Amber. What do you what is your favorite Christmas movie? Well, my favorite Christmas movie is Scrooged. Hands down. I love Scrooged. I Same. do follow by a tradition of starting with Die Hard mm-hmm. for the season, Long Kiss Goodnight, Scrooged, and then work my way through a variety of other movies that maybe questionably qualify as Christmas but yeah. are important to me symbolically. If it's got Christmas in it, or if it even you watched it on Christmas, it counts. <laughs> like uh I think so, right? Shannon and I we started a thing where we tried to go see a movie on Christmas night and that was like a real fun way to kind of get into the spirit of things and like we saw stuff like The Adventures of Walter Mitty and like there's a lot of good movies we've seen and um, it just becomes part of like what you remember about about the holiday absolutely what you had you had a Die Hard issue I had a Die Hard issue (laughs) I was going to watch Die Hard for the first time of the season last night could not find my copy. It was part of one of those discs that has the first three diehards mm. on it, and I was gonna just go for it and watch all three while I was decorating. Um, could not find it, which I'm sure is because I loaned it to somebody that I was shocked to find out had not seen the movie, and they did not return it. Is that like, have you? How often do you do marathons where you're like, I'm gonna watch all of the series in one day? Because for me, I've only done it once, and it was John Wick, oh. and. I, I've never actually heard of someone that's like legit like, oh, no, no, that's a thing. We just sit down and watch the whole all the movies in one day. <laughs> okay, so with Die Hard specifically, I just go ahead and stop at one, two, three. Like I own the next 12 of them or whatever, <laughs> but I don't think I've... Yeah. If I've watched them, I blocked it out, but just, just for funsies, I own them. Um, but yeah, I just watch one, two, three. You might as well. Yeah, I mean, you might as well, right? <laughs> Those are the best ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we were talking about the Long Kiss Goodnight, which which I don't even know that many people who I've never seen who who, have ever heard of it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I absolutely love Long Kiss Goodnight. It's problematic. It did not age well, but it it attached itself to my soul at a a really formative age. So it's it's in there forever. It's like your first tattoo. I haven't covered it up. First tattoo. (laughs) I haven't covered it up. (laughs) Yeah, Gina Davis is great in that movie. Yeah, she's. Quite the action heroine. That, that is when, yeah, she had the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. I remember the knife. Like, oh, yeah. yeah like she's just like this housewife, you know, and then like somebody comes into her house and she just like has all these moves. And like, I think at that point, like, that wasn't like a trope cliche thing. We hadn't really seen that in mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. a whole lot. No. So now, like, when you're just like, 
oh my God, what does this mean? What's happening? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just, as you're describing it, I'm seeing, so I was going to watch Wong, Long Kiss Goodnight as a diehard substitute, and then my Blu-ray player wouldn't work. So none of my action, vulgar, lots of blood and cussing Christmas movies happened last night. I feel real weird about it. But, so, having not seen it since last year, the scene that popped into my head was Gina Davis is still doing her, like, kind of mousy housewife thing, which, mm-hmm. Gina Davis, not not really mousy. We're just, we'll suspend disbelief. She's hot in this the, 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 Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> make, they're just making her, they're tamping her down for this part of the movie. For this is part what of they're the doing. movie. So she's chopping, and she sucks at chopping, and then she suddenly gets really great at chopping and really fast, and then she throws her knife at the, throws the tomato into the air, flings a knife at it, and stabs the tomato to the wall, and then just tells her sweet sweater-wearing family, chefs do that. <laughs> chefs do that. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta watch that one. That's, that's great. I've never seen that's it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I apologize in advance to everyone that's gonna get offended. It's got some issues. That, that movie, Ben, was Shane Black wrote it, and he was he was the highest paid screenwriter ever for that movie. The movie kind of bombed, and that's probably they spent a lot of money on it. They spent a lot of money on, on the script, on all kinds of stuff. But it was a big deal. Shane Black was a big deal. He also wrote the Lethal Weapon movies, and the first Lethal Weapon is Christmas. Oh, nice. yeah. um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. That's Christmas. Iron Man 3, he directed that and wrote that. That's got Christmas in it. Um, the I think, I'm pretty sure that the nice guys or the good guys with Ryan Gosling mm. has got Christmas in it. He That's kind of like his deal. Okay, so I have, uh, off the top of my head, I have a question to pose to the group. Do we think that, and I realize you haven't seen the movie mm-hmm. yet, but after, you can answer me later. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think Long Kiss Goodnight did not become the token, obscene, violent Christmas movie to the level of Die Hard because the action star is a beautiful woman and not some grizzly, balding Because it wasn't Schwarzenegger? Maybe. Maybe. Um, the script is really good. Rennie Harlan, who directed it, I mean, he, he had done Die Hard 2. He had done The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. He had done some good stuff. The adventure stuff. is great. The quips yeah. are great. It's really quotable. Not on a friendly, family-friendly show, but amongst what? your friends. Totally quotable. And, um, yeah, I love it. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. He's in everything, man. But no, no, but this was like before he... I think this is... Like right around Pulp Fiction or before or after? It's like right in that. He was group. in that movie Juice too with Tupac. Oh, yes. <laughs> he was in you got the Die juice Hard now. Three. He's a, he's Die Hard Three. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, we love Sam Jackson on this movie. We should we should put Sam Jackson in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Okay, okay, let's do it. What, what do we want to put? If we were producers right now, mm-hmm. how what kind of movie would we put Sam Jackson in? A Hallmark Christmas movie. We got the tropes right here. Okay, this might actually be too good. The idea that's in my head for Hallmark. Let's give it a shot. But an idea occurs to me that maybe somebody is in financially financial difficulty, or a child needs an organ donation, (laughs) and and if Samuel L. Jackson can just get through the holidays without MFN, Mm. he will win win the bet that saves the day, that saves the family farm, you know, (laughs) that gets a kidney for a child. Golly. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's kind of like, there's this movie called Brewster's Millions where they have to like spend all this money to get the yes, inheritance yes. and like they have a hard time doing it. Mm-hmm, like, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like one of those kind of movies. Like, yeah. is it gonna happen? And we have all these, 
like comic situations yeah. happening. Like people are testing him, like, like oh to not gosh. to say it. Oh my gosh! He like stubs his toe or something, okay. and like you have to actually cut this from the episode, and we have to write this screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> Draw it out. And he might do it. He might do it. He he would he'll leave shooting a movie with Tarantino for the weekend to shoot Capital One commercials. Why not come to Wichita Falls for a weekend? I think he's self-aware and has like a good sense of humor about these things. He might get a kick out of it. Mm. I think he will too. I don't know. <laughs> that was good. That was great. Okay, what about y'all? What's your what's your pitch for him? I mean, mine is the best, obviously, but I'm a woman, so please go ahead. <laughs> Golly, I don't. That can't be topped. I don't think that's a, the premise of that is just so freaking great. <laughs> just don't cuss, and the kid will survive. Or was the family farm saved? <laughs> Maybe we can. Maybe maybe it's the it's the one you kind of were talking about the other day where um, you know someone in a Hallmark it's it's like they left town and now they're coming back to town and yeah. maybe like his old high school girlfriend found some dude and now Samuel Jackson's back in town and is like trying to get with the girl but maybe he's more of like the bad boy guy and like an old flame is rekindled. Mm. Or maybe it's a thing where like he comes back to, home, to hometown and like everyone thinks he's like a big shot or thing. He wants to get away from that. He came back home because he wanted just to be Sam again. Oh my god! <laughs> to be okay, Sam again. So like it's all affectation. He actually is very like Ned Flanders. It's his real life pers- persona and personality. All hunky diddly doodly. Oakley doakley, yeah. Oakley doakley, yeah. When he's not doing juice with yeah. Tupac right. and, juice and Pulp Fiction. Uh huh. Okay. Nick Fury. All right. I like it. So we could uh-huh. do that. And That's almost a little bit of like a gross point blank thing going. Yeah. Hmm. Our, and our, hmm. Have you seen Gross Point Blank, Ben? I haven't. It's no. amazing. There's like, a bo- we, we do that all We time. had this whole. <laughs> We were going to do a Gross Point Blank show three years ago, and I don't remember who was supposed to do it, and it got like canceled, and then we never got it back and up. And I love that one, too. Yes. It's so good. Let's do it sometime, okay. Amber, yeah. because you're getting the Gross Point Blank pod now. Because, okay. Yeah. It's, like, Gross Point Someone's got to carry it on. Gross Point Blank has got, you know, it's like this hitman going back to his 10-year reunion mm. and trying to get like the girl that he like left on prom huh? night. Mini Driver. It's Mini Driver. It's really good. It's like John Cusack. It's like that. That classic. It's the John Cusack I really like. Yeah, I love. Charming. Yeah, but a little, little scuzzy, little, little snarky. Yeah, <laughs> K- kind of anxious, a little. A, li- yeah. <laughs> a little bit of an anxiety, a little bit of self-deprecation, but also really efficient mm. and skilled. So Sam Jackson can be the. Does he want to do stay, movie star? Or does he want to stay in this little hometown? And become a chocolatier? And become a chocolatier. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. maybe a goat farmer or something. Mm-hmm. Just has a bunch of goats. Like, you know what? What's even sweeter than goats? I mean, I feel like a goat, if they could Guinea verbalize pigs. an MFer, they would do it. <laughs> Guinea pigs are pretty sweet. <laughs> Guinea pig rancher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to do it. You should have promos with like him and like... These guinea pigs, kind of like John, like Keanu Reeves had like all these like puppies around him for like the John Wick sh- like shoots and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, but maybe the guinea pigs have these word bubbles. That's all the like almost oh. Cubert symbols yeah, yeah. of like mm. cuss words that have been blurped out. Mm. 
I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This could be the best movie with guinea pigs in it. I think G-Force is a movie where they're like a SEAL team. Um, I think they're guinea pigs. Maybe okay. there's something else. I mean, I am woefully behind on consuming guinea pig media. <laughs> I cannot think of. This is where you can get McAfee's movies, where you can get your best, the mo- your coverage of guinea pig media. Thank you. Thank you for pigs. opening my eyes to this tasty, cheesy goodness. <laughs> All right, Sky. So, do you do you have anything to promote or anything going on here at Night Street Studios that you would like to talk about? And the Wichita Falls Alliance for Arts and, and Wichita Culture. Falls Alliance Arts Culture. Uh, well, currently the the arts market that we are, holiday market that we are sitting in, shivering cheerfully in at the moment, I wish everyone would come out and enjoy the wares and the things that the artists have so busily been creating and reach out to all the participating artists. You follow them on social media and see whatever d- they didn't sell today they will probably sell to you in the future. And then Ninth Street Studios has an exhibition up right now called Xmas Explosion, which is an immersive, over-the-top, kitschiest, sparkliest, miniaturiest, pop culture referencingest Christmas display you have ever seen. Five dollars person for admission. Uh, email Ninth Street Studios WF at gmail.com to see about making a reservation or just drop in during the City Lights show mm-hmm. at December 17th between 4 and 8 o'clock. Off the top of my head, totally That's unprepared. A- nice. <laughs> I want to spend my Christmas in this exhibit. Yeah. Let's check it out. It's amazing. It's like kind of being inside a Christmas tree and an action, violent, cussing Christmas movie at yeah, the same time. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good stuff. Okay. Thank you, Amber. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Good stuff. And and we're back, and we're with Peggy Browning. Peggy Browning, <laughs> who's been in my artist development group for two years. Um, you're out here at the, at the market today. How's it been? It's been good. It's chilly, but yeah. uh, lots of customers. What, 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 what do you have at your booth? Uh, I have uh, the books I've written and published. Um, I have three children's books and then three books that are about aging disgracefully. Aging disgracefully. (laughs) One is a book of essays. The others are sort of comic books. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. How many, how many books have you, have you published? I have published, let's see. Probably I've published 10 of my own. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah Gosh. It is. That's like John Grisham levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but, uh, Not quite. What are some of your favorite Christmas movies or traditions or things you watch? I usually watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. I didn't know anything about that until, oh, maybe 30 years ago. Because I'm old, and <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know anything about that movie. I'd never seen it, um, and that's really all I watch. I'm tired of the Christmas story. Oh, that's on TBS yeah. constantly. I hate and that. Yeah, it was funny, you know. Oh, it was. It was the first great for a while. Ten yeah, ten times I saw yeah. it, you know. But I'm tired. I'm yeah. old and I'm tired, tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, mean, at, I was at somebody's like house for like Christmas Eve one time and like somebody in that family like loved that and then I like 
I wanted to not be around these people. And I was like, are we going to put Christmas Story on? They're like, no, we're not because so-and-so likes it too much. And like, we're, it's like, it's like a whole thing. I thought it was gonna be like a little escape. Like I can, I can kind of, hey, let me watch Christmas Story yeah. instead of like, instead it. of connecting with family. <laughs> <laughs> How about Christmas Vacation? Do you watch that? I used to. Yeah. Yes, same, I thought that was pretty. Same, yeah. same level though. You've seen it a hundred times. And yeah. 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 I could I probably. It's been a while since I've watched it, so I could probably watch it again. I think. I, so, so that's my like every year I watch this thing or whatever. There's James in the back, looking like a stalker. The, uh, but it, because I only watch it one time a year. Uh huh. It's like just enough time for like it to be funny again, you know. Yes, and then like yeah. yeah, I'm good though. I'm not like you know yeah. watching it throughout the year or whatever. <laughs> but Peggy, are you a fan of the Christmas, the Hallmark Christmas movies? No. No. <laughs> I hate them. I tried. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. I thought, because I watch, on Saturdays, I watch um, reruns of Law & Order SVU uh-huh. all day, all Saturday, all day Saturday, every Saturday. Is that every Saturday or, or every, like in December? No, every Saturday. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. It's been on for there like are, 20 years. I know, and they're at the very end mm-hmm. right now with... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rollins, and um, th- th- it's almost current. And then mm-hmm. I watch them on Thursday nights too, yeah. so I, I know what's going on. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if, if if we were to write like a Hallmark Christmas movie right now, like using these tropes right here, mm-hmm. what could we? What would you think you'd write about? I think if if we could incorporate Law and Order into this, let's. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It could be a small town. Uh, and, of, you know, of course, they've always moved back and found their old boyfriend or their old girlfriend or whatever. But the old girlfriend gets murdered. Oh. And then Ice-T has just, to come just, in. It just got dark. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ice-T has to come, Ice-T has to come in. fix this. Because, you know, he made he left the, the small town before he lived in Queens or Brooklyn. He left there, and that's like his I think, uh, him, I think familiar maybe like the Bronx. Home. Maybe the Bronx. I don't know. One of the boroughs. So, I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, but that is like his ancestral home. So he has to go back there because the person that was murdered is related to him. So he's going to go there and whoop ass. Oh, whoop ass. And that's good. It'll be a town-wide Christmas event. It'll be snowing. Is that where we catch the murderer? Yes. Oh, at, okay. At the Christmas tree lighting. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. I have to pull him off the sleigh ride. <laughs> That's great. You should write a spec script for Law & Order for this. <laughs> Hallmark edition. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I do not watch Hallmark movies. I tried to last yeah. Saturday because I thought, you know, it's just, or no, it was last Sunday, I think. It's just wrong that I watch murder all the time. It's just yeah. wrong. And so I thought, I will watch something very light. Yeah. Mm. And I just couldn't do it because it's silly and stupid. And I don't <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Aging disgracefully. <laughs> Aging disgracefully. 
Oh my goodness. There you go. (laughs) Where can people find your work? They can find it on Amazon, on my Amazon author page. Peggy Browning. Do I need to be talking into this? Peggy we, Browning. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm Did, on Amazon. You saw that the the press? Huh? Didn't you have like a writing press or like a? I do. I I do. I publish my own work, and it's called Eighth Street Press. Eighth Street Press. Yeah. Are you looking for authors right now? Uh, not currently. Okay. But um, I I did published two books for uh, poets this year. One is Katrina Whiteman, and hers is the Eclectic Musing, uh, Cat's Eclectic Musings. Mm -hmm. And then I published another one for Daryl Hollenchalk, and it's called um, Raw and Personal Without Apology. And um, so those are the two that I published this year. For sums up your personality in the short time we've been on it. (laughs) It does. (laughs) (laughs) But I write children's books. (laughs) You could do a law and order. You could do this law and order story in Christmas book style. That would be fun. (laughs) That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. What would I call it? I can't think of any. A law and order Christmas. Yeah. There you go. Yes. There you go. I wonder if that's trademarked. Maybe. Well, you know, in our group, you know, we were able to talk to lawyers. We were able to talk to. That's like, true. So we could, we could, we have the resources to find out. That's true. Maybe you have to call it lawn and order. Lawn and <laughs> order. That's oh, our lawn and disorder. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Christmas yeah. lawn decorations. We could do that. Yeah. Oh, I think I will. <laughs> That'd be fun. Okay. Thank you so much, yeah, Peggy. Thank you. And good luck out there thank on this you. cold day. <laughs> it was fun. It was. <laughs> It looks good though, the booth looks good. I got here at like 10.55, and Scotty was like, here's some Chick-fil-A. Oh, what a homie, dude. Yeah, that's what I said. Coffee and everything, and I was like, damn, all right, man. Yeah, good dude. But We're here with uh, James Rumfelt. How's it going? Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you just got a whole bunch of stuff at the market? What'd you get? Uh, so I went over to see uh, Simon Welch. Uh, he does a lot of uh, toy photography. Yeah. I bought a bunch of prints uh, from him. I heard he's a cool guy, too. Uh, he's all right. I mean, cool is a stretch, but yeah, nice guy. No, he's a good dude. Simon's good stuff. Yeah, man. I saw stuff earlier, too. It is. And I bought his book uh, that he illustrated. The Telltale Fart? The Telltale Fart. I'm excited to read it. I think it's about a fart. <laughs> this, what was uh, Peggy's book? Uh, Aging Disgracefully? Aging Disgracefully. She's oh. pretty funny, man. Uh, his yeah. wife? No, 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 no. I don't know. Some, it's, a, it's a woman over oh, here. Oh, some other. She's, she's, oh, okay. she's selling her books. Oh, got it, got it. I didn't even stop by there. I will. I she's the last. Yeah, I guess she said she had like some comic book stuff too. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, anyway, I do like comic books. I I will will say yeah. She, one was, she was funny, man. One day I'll come back down and sell my comic books, but gotta finish them. Comic book. Comic book. Anyway, let's talk about gotta Christmas movies. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite? Do you have any favorite Christmas movies or stuff you either watch every December or just like in general? Yeah, so, I mean, I think I like all the same ones that, like, everybody likes, like Christmas Story and Home Alone and all okay, that. Okay, so Peggy did not like uh, 
a Christmas story. Really? <laughs> oh, like anti. Like, she's, no. she's over it. She watches yeah. Law and Order SVU every Saturday. Oh, we came up with a Law and Order like Christmas episode where Ice T goes <laughs> home. to like rural rural town Hallmark X yeah to solve a murder, dude. That's my girlfriend. Like that's her her like kryptonite. Like the Hallmark Christmas movies, they're all terrible, and she watches all of them. She loves them. I heard that there's one that Vince Vaughn produced that's coming out. It has Justin Long in it and some other oh, people. Yeah. Oh, man, man, dude, looks it looks good. good it's, called, it's called Christmas with the Campbells. Yeah, I yeah, sent her yeah, the trailer yeah. as soon as I saw it because it looks the, funny. The husband and wife are in bed. She's like, drink your lean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it looks hilarious, which that's the Christmas movie. So speaking of Vince Vaughn, that's a Christmas movie I wanted to talk about was the one he did with Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Is it Four Christmases? Christmases? Yes. Dude. Jinx, owe me a code. Yeah, dude. I love that movie. I watched it last night, actually. Uh, and it's... Like, I don't like rom-coms. It's such a sleeper. But the reason it's so good to me is, like, the cast is so huge in that movie. And, like, every time somebody shows up, you're like, oh, they got Robert Duvall for this? Like, why? <laughs> Robert Duvall plays his dad. Um, Mary Steenburgen plays Reese Witherspoon's mom. And they're all just, like, epic. And there's way... Who's the... Uh, who's Vince Vaughn's mom in that? Um, Sissy Spacek, okay, I think. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got just... Heaters, right? All like of them. Huge yeah. Academy Award-winning actors. It's sprinkled in this dumb rom-com, like, and it's not dumb. It's really good. Um, you know, his best friend is like the ticket agent, uh, Ralphie. I always forget his name. Peter yeah, he's, it's Lee. like one of his like writing uh, partners yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, they do all kinds of stuff together. And then uh, Sissy Spacek plays his mom, and then uh, John Voight plays Reese Witherspoon's dad. Is he still alive? Yeah. I don't know if he's still alive. Is he still alive? John Boyd? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's still alive. That's Angelina maybe, Jolie's. Maybe I'm thinking of him faking his murder in Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking of right now. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, dude, that movie's great. It's so hilarious start to finish. I love oh. Four Christmases. Yeah. Never saw I love it. Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. I mean, I, that's... I go in for Vince Vaughn. I mean, yeah. I get a lot of crap for that because I, I think he's, like, stellar. Mm. I think he's... He kind of got, like... Um, I mean, you'll remember all all this, but like, he's one of those guys that he's kind of like John C. Riley in that way, where like he can do drama. Like John C. Riley shows up weirdly in Misery, nobody remembers uh -huh. that. Uh, but Vince Vaughn, kind of the same way. Like his early stuff was all like, like he was in the cell with uh, D'Onofrio and J Lo. J -Lo yeah, and, yeah. And it was a good. Movie. He was in he was in the Psycho remake, right? And yeah, he, he can do, do everything. Then he got his when he got back with uh, Todd Phillips with Old School, old school. and then he was with Will Ferrell, and then. Wedding like, Crashers yeah. kind of put him in that space. Yeah. <clears throat> and he is good. Like, I think he's hilarious. His sarcastic humor. Did you see Fred Claus? Yeah, I love that like, too, wedding, man. That's the Wedding Crashers director. Yep. Is directed Fred Claus. I've only seen Fred Claus, I think, a couple times. It's great. I really, I really, if, you, if you're going to have a Santa Claus, I mean, Fred, you can do a lot worse than Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. Uh, Paul Giamatti plays uh, Santa. Is that his, his brother? brother? Yeah, yeah. It's great, man. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's a... A killer, dude. I love that guy. National treasure. He's a killer. He's a killer. Assassin, <laughs> man. I uh, saw him at the comedy store. <laughs> National treasure movies are good, yeah. Yeah, Rogan. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other funny stuff from that. The best scene in uh, Four Christmases is when uh, they go to his mom's house at the end. That's like the last house they do. Mm -hmm. And they're playing. His mom is with his best friend from high school. Like, they're a couple. She's like a sex therapist, so it's like weird. And he keeps making comments, and he's like, "Watch your mouth!" Like Vince Vaughn, he's like, "I'll bust your mouth if you say that again about my mother." And she's like, "Y'all quit." Uh, but they're playing a uh, what's that game where you buzz people if they say the wrong thing? Uh, 
whatever categories or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. It's where you got like the thing and you can't say the word taboo. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And he's like mad because they're being gross and like every time she says something, it'll buzz her in the face. Anyway, it's fun. <clears throat> yeah. The Christmas season, buzzing your family in the face. Yeah, that's what it is. Playing. <laughs> Turning Christmas story on and completely disconnecting <laughs> from your relatives. Yeah, that's what I was talking. I was talking to them earlier on another guest about Christmas stories on twenty four seven on TBS, and like I was at like some family's house, and I was like, God, I really don't want to be in these conversations. We're gonna be here six hours, and I was like someone, like someone in the family loved Christmas story, right? So I was like. Oh, well, that, I, that can be my out. That's going to be on. I can, like, watch some of this. Scotty's always got an out. <laughs> right. And then I was like, hey, why isn't Christmas, isn't Christmas stories on, I think? And they're like, oh, we're not going to watch that because so-and-so gets too excited watching it. It's like, <laughs> so now I'm just, like, with family for six hours, like a lame Dude, it's... <laughs> like yeah. a dummy? Yeah. It's hard, dude. I think it's important to, like, start your own things in your own family that are, like, fun. Like, my youngest brother... Uh, a, a thing he started like after we were grown is like and we adopted it in my family like every Christmas Eve we order like Chinese takeout and watch Die Hard which oh that's amazing right I know it's not like you know Nakatomi Plaza is not a Chinese plaza whatever but like you know you can get Chinese food easily uh, and yeah, yeah we watch we, Die we, Hard we can get chicken tenders and watch Die Hard exactly, I think there's, exactly. there's no wrong answer to <laughs> food in Die Hard it is a Christmas movie uh, yeah we watch it every Christmas that season. has been the, the theme here today it is established that Die Hard is in fact a Christmas dude, movie dude yes if you, if you go down the things of like what a Christmas movie has to have Christmas music you know gotta have reindeer all these things they're all in there yeah. and it's got that Run DMC song at the first of it right yeah yeah. Christmas and Hollis. Yeah. And he's so, like, uh, what's Argyle? Argyle? Yeah. yeah. He's like, this is Christmas <laughs> music. Yeah, dude. Did, uh, going back to uh, Christmas Story, did, I know you, did you watch the second one? The new one? Did you watch the new one that came out? I have out? not. It's good. I, I thought it was pretty good, man, for, for what it is. A little nostalgic. Actually, a little bit better than what I, I went in with pretty low expectations, so I think that helped. But, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Peter Billingsley, the guy that plays Ralphie, he's not like a great actor. The, in, in the old one, you know, the best actors were the mom and the, mm. and the dad, uh, pretty established Hollywood folks, but, uh, and they don't show up in this one. But the, a weird thing happened, well, I was talking to Ben about this a little bit, is that, you know, it's 40 years later, but luckily, like, no one out of the original cast, like, made it. Like, nobody's a big deal. So when they called everyone and they're like, hey, we're going to do a sequel to this 40 years later, everyone's like, yeah, yeah my calendar's it. clear. Yeah. The one guy was like, the one guy that plays um, Flick, I think? Yeah. He became like an adult film star. Like the brother? The little no, brother? No, he's the guy no. that like... Or the bully? He's no. the guy that puts He is his, in there, though, Scott Farkas. Yeah. He's the only one that's had like a real Hollywood career, but mostly with like horror stuff. Um, oh, oh, the guy from The Toy? Is that, is that the... I think, think so, like it, the redhead, the red-haired guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like in the toy with Richard Pryor, which is amazing. Yeah, um, he said he got typecast as like the bully forever, which makes sense. But uh, I saw a really cool pixel art the other day, actually, with Ralphie and Farkas fighting, and it had like life bars. Anyway, if I saw any cool, kid yeah. at school that looked like that kid, I'd be like, that kid's gonna be a bully. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just, you can't. He had yellow eyes. <laughs> yeah. God is my witness. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the remake was good. I man. thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nobody's like, you know, yeah, gonna win an Oscar like for it. Yeah. It was kind of like when Coming to America 2 came out. I didn't see that. And you're like, 
Yeah, um, it was okay. fine. It it's was a, fine. It's okay yeah. we're in the middle of the pandemic. It's a Friday night. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. I still you know, need to watch it. I'm not going it, it, to. It was I mean, fine. it's it's okay. It's okay. But it's like, I mean, coming to America, I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah, it's pretty so pretty perfect. You, you can't have any expectation that like this movie 40 years later right. is going to be able to do anything that this did in 1987. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I think you could get away with a little bit more back then too. Oh, for, for sure. sure. So, uh, and a lot of those jokes. Sam Jackson like, was in Coming to America. Yeah, he we was. were talking about was. Sam Jackson throughout this day. Yeah, um, yeah. not in everything. I was like, he was in Juice with Tupac. <laughs> Sam Jackson's day. been in everything. Speaking of Die Hard, the guy that plays the uh, the the techie guy, he's dead. Yeah, he, died he passed this away week. the other day. Yeah, mm, rest in peace. We yeah. love him. <laughs> he's like, he is so hilarious. Yeah, dude. In Die Hard, and like part of like what the director wanted to do with the villains was not was to make them kind of fun it's like a heist yeah as opposed to like them just being like it's for political reasons or it's for this it's like it's a heist and like you kind of want them to win yeah you do especially um, him yeah and he's like, the quarterback is <laughs> toast yeah he's like so, all, all the stuff it's just great he's so cool too man in that movie and i'm like when he passed away i was like reading i had forgotten that he was in like top gun yeah like, but like one thing that I didn't ever watch that he was in, uh, which my girlfriend watched, I guess, like, every weekend with her grandpa was Walker, Texas Ranger. Like, Yeah, and he did, yeah. like, what, 10 seasons yeah, of that or yeah. something? And then he was, like, a he was like a film a film and drama teacher, like a, it, like a university in Nevada. Oh, that's cool. I didn't read that. Yeah, he was doing that, like, the last several years of his life. That's cool. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. All right, so you have to make a Hallmark movie. We used God, we did Law and Order on the last one. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch know. Law and Order um, for sure. Do you want to take any of these movies here, these classic Christmas movies, and turn them into a Hallmark Christmas movie? Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. What a reference got. list that no one's been using today. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. Elf. Th- that uh, side note that uh, little trivia. That's my girlfriend's favorite series ever made. Lethal, is Lethal Weapon? Weapon. She watches it five times a year. The fourth one's my favorite one. Really? Uh, yeah, man. It is really good. I love those first three. Family Stone, such a great movie. I didn't even know I liked it so much until we did a podcast on it this year. It's so great. You had to do the multiple watches. At first, when you see that movie, the the trailers really kind of makes it like Sarah Jessica Parker is the main character. Yeah. And like, but she's really kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah. um, And you don't know that. And just like, well, what's going on here? And what's going to happen with the ring? And like, kind of all this stuff. And there's so many levels going on in that movie. That movie, that's one, that's Joe Understanding is like, go-to Christmas movie, go-to comfort movie. Yeah, it's it's really good, dude. It's such a, again, like a huge cast in that film. Like, yeah, great. Um, I don't know, man. I think if I was going to, and I loved Elf so much. A lot of people don't like Elf. I think I would redo Gremlins, though. Dope. As, yeah, as okay. a Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, Gremlins, I know me and Scotty are super fanboys of um, Joe Dante. Direct The Burbs is like, I think The Burbs might be my favorite movie of all time after this year I've really thought about that a lot like recently watched it again like it's pretty much a perfect film to me I, I lo- I, I've got nothing but praise for the burbs yeah it's, it's like perfect I was, it, I was watching some of that this week like like at night yeah and it's before like like Tom Hanks is great always but like now he's like transcended existence so every Tom yeah. Hanks movie is like a different thing that was when he was still like this is when he's still pretty loose and right, funny he's trying and, yeah. Yeah, and the guy that plays uh, Art the neighbor Rick Dukeman oh I love so him perfect dude R.I.P. he's gone too <laughs> yeah he he's also in, he was also in Groundhog Day mm-hmm. yeah he's great in everything he was ever in was he, who was he in Groundhog he's Day he's like the guy's like 
if there was no tomorrow, we could do whatever oh, we yeah, wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great movie, too. But, yeah, so I loved I, I love when, and Joe Dante was so good at that, but, like, when, when somebody can figure out how to do, like, something happy or, like, you know, the promise of, like, a better tomorrow, but it carries these dark overtones or undertones the entire movie. And I think people loved the Gremlins because of that, whether they realized it or not. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, like, I went back later and watched that with my kids, like, years later, and I had forgotten how it was in that weird era in the 80s where, like, PG-13 was kind yeah, of R, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's, like, crazy violent, that one it's, that they kill in the blender. Yeah, it's... It's kind of terrifying. It and is. You, and you kind really of forget sc- that. I, yeah. And when it scared, like, my younger kid, I was like, oh, like, I just watched an R-rated horror, you know, Christmas movie with my son and didn't really realize it. But, yeah, it's kind of this perfect thing. Um, yeah, I think that would be fun to, like, redo Gremlins as, well, like, a Hallmark it. movie. Uh, how, are you, how, are you, how are you putting the characters together? How are you doing it to have all these tropes? Oh, man. Rekindling an old flame. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the... What's the lead guy's name? What's the character's name? Uh, is it is it Billy? Yeah, I think it is Billy. Of course it's Billy. Yeah, so Billy and Billy and what's her name? Phoebe Cates. Yeah, Phoebe Whatever. Cates. Oh God, I would have burned my whole life down for her a hundred times. <laughs> Phoebe Cates still lives in town. They never make it, so Billy goes back uh, to the same town. She never leaves, obviously. Maybe she's like the bank president now. Uh, and Billy's moved away and become like a big time artist. Gremlins Two never happened because it was a travesty. Uh, <laughs> There were a lot of cool ideas in that. But, yeah, so he comes back, and uh, he's made it. They, like, strike things up again. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know where the gremlins show back up. Uh, At the Christmas Wide Town event. Yeah, maybe there's, like, a... Oh, you know what would be cool is if they, like, while they were there, maybe they did, like, some kind of weird, like, time capsule thing with the city, and that's they're, like, unveiling that. But oh. in that was some kind of like sealed gremlin thing that like they they like reignite that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah those cool. l- those little things, those little like kind of eggs they're in, are so disgusting. Yeah, dude, looking. they look straight so, out of Aliens. Um, and I love I love how we just did that in the '80s, where it's like at some point in the movie somebody goes upstairs and sees that, and they're just like. Oh, weird. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> weird. There's all this like smoke coming yeah. out of it. Can you imagine going to your friend's room in high school? Yeah. And just being like, bro, what is happening up here? Like, you have moldy egg sacks that are smoking on your floor. We got to talk to your dad. Oh, man. We could start a podcast called Moldy Egg Sacks. Yeah. Moldy Egg Sacks. They would all be from the 80s, but there'd be a lot of them. More than you think. So, yeah, I think that would work, right? And then they can get married, and Gizmo can. He can go take an online course, and now he can officiate the oh wedding. That would be cool. Joe, I, you know, speaking of Gizmo, I saw uh, Joe Dante. I think it was Joe Dante. Maybe. I don't know. Somebody that was instrumental in creating Gizmo. Remember Howie Mandel voiced him yeah. we- weirdly? Um, he was mad about Baby Yoda because they were. he was like, it was a direct lift of oh. Gizmo. They just shaved him, right? And they mm-hmm. stole that character from us. So he was, like, really pissed about it. But, uh... Yeah, man. I don't know. I think I think uh, I think that could work. And there's a new. A lot of people don't know that this is coming, but on HBO, like really soon in 23, there's a uh, an animated series called uh, Secrets of the Mogwai, and it picks mm-hmm. up where Gremlins 2 left off. So, kind of waiting on that. 
I love Gremlins. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, kind of a big deal. Is Joe Dante still doing stuff? I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think I, I don't think he is. Anytime I hear about Joe Johnson, who directed Captain America, uh huh. Like I think is that Joe, is that the guy who directed Gremlins? Yeah. I don't. It's not. It's no, it's like, not. It's some other dude. Like Dante did a bunch of stuff that we love though, and I. Every once in a while, I'll go like look because I forget a couple of them, but they're all in like, that like dark, hilarious theme. Like Inner Space? Yeah, Inner Space. Have you seen Inner Space, man? Oh, oh, dude. I think the so the common good. theme of all of these is I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, they're so good. Like, you've seen The Burbs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Burbs is great, man. Yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah. Inner Space is the same same thing, and it's got Dennis Quaid. And it's like the, it's about miniaturization, and they're going to inject Dennis Quaid into like a rabbit. To see if it like you can fight diseases with like this little submarine. Yeah, and he ends up like, like these, the magic school bus. These a pe- little bit. These people come in and infiltrate, like when the procedure is happening. So this scientist like is running through a mall and he's got to get it away from these people so they don't have it. Finds Martin Short and just like injects him, yeah. which is like terrifying. If you like just walk in somewhere and you get injected, they're not very concerned about this. Um, but he's also like a big hypochondriac. But then like Dennis Quaid can talk to him. And everything, and he knows everything's going on. It's like, hey, you're getting too stressed out. You need to like calm down. I'm gonna be going crazy. Like, um, but then he's got to go save the day from all this stuff. It's really good. Interstate is good. It's so good, dude. It's got like Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan at like 25. She's so beautiful in that movie. It's like like, post Top Gun. Post Top Gun. It's so good, dude. Watch Interstate. You guys should do that's, that's Have my, you done an interspace no, show? No, that's my favorite Dennis Quaid movie. Yeah. It is really great, man. Mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid's... Sometimes, I'm, sometimes I see... Runs the parent sometimes I see Lindsay Lohan. Sometimes I see Dennis Quaid, I'm like, <laughs> I do oh, he's kind of, kind of a jerk. I'm not a good hang. Interspace, like, oh, man, that's my boy. Yeah. I love... He was great in Great Balls of Fire. He did, uh, I love Dennis Quaid. Uh, man, I can't think of it. Like, I swear it was... Uh, maybe I got it mixed up. He... Frequency? I like oh, fre- yeah, he was Frequency's in Frequency. good. Frequency's good. Dude. I like those kind of movies. I do, too. Any movie where it's, like, about, like, the father-son movie. I recently just watched The Road with my sons, which is, like, the most depressing movie. Yeah, yeah it's pretty intense, man. Any, so is it, camping. Any, any father-son story ends up, like, resonating with me, and I'll mm-hmm. go back to it, which is why I think I love Back to the Future so much. But Back to the Future is pretty good, man. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah, pretty. It'd be Especially great. when like the Libyans come with like yeah. an RPG. And Hilarious. They gotta like yeah. just driving around out of the top of the van. I, this guy was telling me earlier, you know, he's like, "Do you have an Instapot?" And I was like, "No, I just got an air fryer, one thing at a time." And he's like, <laughs> "Well, you know, you have to vent the steam or whatever." And he's like, "Yo, I felt like Doc Brown." <laughs> yeah, he's like putting that. that, that was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instapots are awesome, man. I have a Star Wars one. Oh, of course so you do. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Because someone made a Star Wars <laughs> yeah. themed Instapot. It looks like the Death Star. George Lucas <laughs> was smart doing all that. Yeah, dude. Brilliant. I always Franchising? Say, yeah. Not to derail into Star Wars, but like, I always say that the the worst thing, like, the worst thing about Star Wars is literally the movies. I realize Star Wars wouldn't exist without the movies, but as movies, they're not that great. All the fiction and like the products and all of that stuff is phenomenal, but... I don't really even care that much about the Star Wars movies, which is a little bro sacrilegious. Whatever, dude. <laughs> like a galaxy. Have you watched Andor? Uh, I haven't yet. Ben Ben scared oh, me from it. Man. Yeah. And I, I oh, keep watching no, no. your posts, and I'm like, and then a buddy yeah, of mine same. in Sacramento, Corey, shout out Corey, he was like, dude, it's good. Just give it a chance. So. So I gave it two chances, and uh, I'm I'm over it. I'm just no. <laughs> Rogue One was my favorite Star Wars movie they've made. If if Rogue Ever. One is your favorite Star Wars movie, you're I'll gonna love, love Andor. Andor. Yeah. I'm, I have and, high hopes. And I think the first four episodes of it, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd say slow, but I mean it picks up so much steam. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I just haven't carved yeah. out the time I will, to do and it. And I will. I'll give it that final that final bump into the the big attack we've been waiting for or whatever. But something it just cool. hasn't happened. We're just walking in the woods now for four episodes, so I'm over it. Need hey, something Tina, cool. Hi, Tina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doggy bag. Doggy bag. What are you taking away from Christmas? Christmas and its movies. <laughs> I I think I, I think you could improve maybe any movie. There's such like a visual thing with Christmas, with the snow and the color scheme. You could apply that to almost any movie and elevate it. You know what I mean? No matter where it takes place or when yeah, it like takes that, place. Like the guy you're talking about, the the screenwriter that has Christmas in all the freaking. Shane movies. Black. Oh, uh, Predator guy, right? Yeah, he wrote Predator, and he wrote. I think he wrote Predator. And he wrote. He wrote Lethal Weapon uh-huh. and Lethal Weapon 2 and 3 and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yep, yep, and yep. Like almost all of his movies have like Christmas in yep. them. I think I think there is something about that. It's that it's supposed to be this, you know, angelic, like yeah. holy thing for kids. And that, like if you can do something grown up yeah. with that backdrop, it feels really cool. It's it's really good. Like I think I mean everyone's like saturated like with Christmas movies. They found the niche. Like if you make a Christmas movie, people are gonna want to watch it kind of every year around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but which I think Gary Marshall was smart mm-hmm. when he started to do like Valentine's Day and New Year's New Year's Eve and those kind of movies. I think that's a great idea. It's like, oh, we could make this movie that's on, on every it's on cable yeah, or sure. whatever, like every Easter or right. every Mother's Day. It's like that's really not a bad idea. I think those movies aren't as good but like i'd like the i like the heart yeah and it's hard to find like the princess diaries <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's gary marshall too yeah Re- recently we uh yeah i don't think that was john hughes's intention but like thanksgiving just happened so planes trains and automobiles. yeah me and the boys yeah. were hanging out i was like let's watch planes trains and automobiles mm-hmm. and we watch it every year on thanksgiving because it's a great thanksgiving mm-hmm. movie right it makes you think about going home and I don't know. Plus John Candy, I'll watch yeah. anything he's in. Yeah, yeah, that's my takeaway. Christmas makes any movie better. I think it's, it's a little bit of Christmas magic. Yeah, it is. If you will, it is. Well, you guys enjoy uh, the rest of your okay cold day. Thanks for hanging uh, out. With it me. is very brisk out here. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's brisk, baby. Cool. All right. Thanks Deuces. for stopping by, James. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Well, hey, and we're back. We're with Sandy Gant. An artist here at the market today, and how's it been today for you on this cold, brisk day? Actually, it's been pretty good. I've made some sales. Oh, People good. have come by and talked with me about my art, so that's always good. What kind of art do you do? Well, lately I've been piddling with a vinyl <laughs> on canvas, painting on aprons and stuff for stuff like this. But I usually paint regular canvases, you know, 16 by 20, 18 by 24, but also sculpt. I do small sculpts right now with air dry clay and paper mache, and I also weld, but I haven't been welding much in the last year. Dang, you're like a three-tool player. Jeez. Wow. What what originally got you interested in in making art? Um, I always had a desire to. My brother won an award back in the sixth grade for something he did, and I thought, man, if he did that, I could do that too. So Yeah. Yeah. That's where it started. That's where it started. My sibling yeah. won a prize. And you've been in this artist development group with me the last two years. What has this group been like for you? What has the experience been like? Oh, it's wonderful. I've really developed as an artist. I've sold more paintings this year. I've refined my processes. Um, <clears throat> when someone purchases something for me, I give them a gift. 
which includes a gift certificate if they want to come back and buy something they get a discount you know trying to develop a, a clientele you know and I knew that from my previous business that I should do that but you know until I got in this program I thought why that light bulb went off why am I not doing this with my art so I start doing it with my art to try to build a little clientele so hopefully that's gonna work Excellent. What, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies or anything you watch during December? I like Home Alone. Oh, I love uh, Home Alone. It's good. I think I was good. I was thinking about Home Alone on the way over here, and like I think people don't realize what a big deal that movie was when it came out. Really, it was something that like people people saw like three or four times. It was like kind of like Star Wars, and like Macaulay Culkin was this big star after mm-hmm. it. Like I mean, it was just like it was just kind of insane that movie, and it wasn't even like. I think people felt like it was like a Christmas movie, even though it's like all Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It just was like really good and really hilarious, yeah. and everyone yeah. just loved it. Yep. There wasn't anybody who was like, oh, well, it's not that good. It's, it's not great. It was like everyone just was insane for it. Oh, I love that. And I love the one with Jimmy Stewart. Have to watch it's, that it's one a every year. Life. It's a wonderful yeah. life. You gotta yeah. watch that one every year. Mm-hmm. That one's depressing. <laughs> it is depressing. Actually, it it's has a good a movie. Good story. It is a very good movie. But also the kid with the BB gun. Oh, uh, the Christmas story. Yes. Christmas story. We yeah. got mixed reviews on that one today. Did you? I think mostly I think, positive. But I like that one. I like yeah. the, the the dogs come in and steal turkey. Yeah, the pop sounds. <laughs> the dad's down there working on the furnace and mm-hmm. he's making all these noises and the son's repeating all that stuff. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great movie. The, yep. the I'm trying to think. So nothing. Do you watch the Hallmark Christmas movies at all? Um, only when they show up on regular channels. Okay. We don't have don't, the Hallmark channel. You, you don't have the channel. We don't channel. have the Hallmark <laughs> channel. We buffed the system and yeah. we went to the regular over the air networks. Yeah. So we don't get the the Hallmark channels and mm-hmm. the ESPNs and that stuff. So. Yeah. We we watch some of them. These are some of the common tropes in those movies. Oh, yeah. Do you, uh, if you wanted to make, like, write a story about one, or if you wanted to take, like, a movie we have here and turn it into a Hallmark movie, like, what, what do you think you'd do? Well, let's see. I would probably do the Rekindling an Old Flame, it's where popular. the lead character returns one. home. It is a small town, and, of course, they're an artist, they're, they're an artist, or they came back home to do some painting or something. And are all their families around. And, yeah, I would certainly do a movie like that. And it would probably snow. Is this your life? Up. Is your life like a Christmas Hallmark movie? Gosh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but I am in a small town. Sometimes it snows here. Yeah, it does. Well, I don't know. It could be my life. Where, where can we find your work if people want to reach out to you? Um, I have a studio. It's called Paper, Clay, and Paint. Um, it's an art studio down at 537th Street, Suite 102. It's across the street from Gidget's. Since here in Wichita Falls, you know, you have to tell people where you are because mm. they really don't know even when you give them the address. But across the street from Gidget's, been down there for four plus years, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's... Do you have an email address or social media that people can get a hold of you on? I do have an email address. It's uh, Sandy Gant Art, Sandy S A N D I Gant Art at gmail.com. But I check my primary one more often, so it's Sandy Gant one two three at gmail.com. I think it's Sandy Gant. It might be S A Gant. I don't know what uh, it is. <laughs> one of those. Just put Just it all. Put it all. Put it put it all the combos in. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of those will work. Okay. 
Well, thank you, Sandy, and good luck the rest of the way on this market. Thank and stay you. stay warm, because yeah. it's cold. Yeah, I'm actually doing better. So, good. yeah. Okay, and we're with Audra Miller here, here at the Artist Market tonight, and uh, on this cold day. How have you been doing, Audra? Oh, we've, we've had a great morning and afternoon. I guess we're blending into the afternoon, been selling some hats. What do you have? What kind of hats are they? Well, I have some hats, and I I have brown, and I have black, a camel color, and um, a black color, and I have been just burning. Uh, well, I sketch the designs on there first, and then I'll take a wood wood, wood burning tool and actually uh, use that and create some more shading on some of them, and some of them I just use acrylic paints. Oh, this is this is incredible. What are what are they made out of? Well, they're felt hats, and um, with just the acrylic acrylic paint on them and then they have the little hat band how long have you been doing hats well actually i just started it i'm actually a painter and uh, i really enjoy painting pictures and acrylics and abstract multimedia type artwork that's my favorite and um we had a wearable out art show that the wichita falls art association wanted to have and so i started dabbling into some different stuff and started painting and burning hats and painting on purses and clothes and i've had a lot of fun something new oh it's a great way to stay in shape (laughs) really really branching out okay i'll also do ceramics what do you do with the ceramics well i just have um the last year i have taken hand building and i've learned a lot about hand building and so i've been making some different abstract pieces and then bowls and now then i'm throwing on the wheel and i will say that is a little harder oh. so you know i'm trying yeah so i guess i'll be trying for a little longer right that's i think that's all of us <laughs> yeah what are your uh what kind of favorite movies do you have for christmas or do you, do you watch in december Oh, my family always watches uh, Four Christmases oh, every Christmases single year. Oh, Christmases is solid. Year. Oh, it's solid. Yeah. 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 It's pretty funny. It's kind of a, you know, routine that we have. Yeah. And then um, the one with Chevy Chase. Christmas Vacation? Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite We love one. that one, too. Yeah. So sometimes we'll watch Christmas with the Cranks, too. Is that Tim Allen? I think so. Yeah. Is that the... Yeah. Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they like they're supposed to go to like Hawaii or something, uh, and he hates Christmas or whatever, yeah. and then like for some reason he has to come back. I can't he remember. He falls off the roof or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's the Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah, Santa yeah, yeah. Claus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got them mixed up. What What are you? Um, do you watch Hallmark Christmas movies at all? I don't. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. There's, that's okay. It's okay. Um, I have a lot of friends who do, but the, I don't. These are some of the tropes in these movies. Okay. Um, can you pick one of these movies here, like these other Christmas movies, and turn it into a Hallmark movie? Or if you had an idea for a Hallmark Christmas movie, what do you think you'd do? Ooh. Well, maybe I would... The first thing that comes to my mind is, like, this Christmas. And this Christmas, you could actually bring a variety of characters in and different people that you wouldn't be accustomed to and maybe... um, make their Christmas better in a lot of different and special ways. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like total opposites who could actually get into the movie, I guess. Um, Maybe a wealthy person paired up with someone who maybe didn't have as much. Yeah. They could share their stories and then um, create a Christmas where they could both see other parts of the world. Oh, 
interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. That's nice and wholesome compared to Ice T coming back <laughs> from Law and Order to solve a family murder. <laughs> well, it is Hallmark, <laughs> so. <laughs> that was Peggy. She's like, I don't really watch Christmas movies, but I watch Law and Order. <laughs> so we're like, let's do a, right, let's let's do do a Christmas Hallmark episode. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, that might be fun. And also, we could do like an art Christmas. Wouldn't that be cool? Ooh. There aren't enough movies about artists, I feel like. I don't either. Or about creative process, like, yeah. Mm. Mm, including artists in there and actually um, seeing, oh, goodness, oh. somebody looking yeah, at yeah, my hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, did they make that Van Gogh movie? I think that's pretty new, man. Uh, I can't remember who plays them, but it's like, I don't know if it's more of like a biographical deal or whatever but like they go back to like Van Gogh times and like he's Van all depressed Go- and shit and Van like cuts Go- his ear off and <laughs> 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 yeah man I'm telling you dude I can't tells- wait to get a time machine and go hey Van Gogh times Van Gogh times we gotta get back to 1980 <laughs> 85 89 we gotta yeah, get back to 1880 yeah. I don't know I don't I don't know when Van Gogh times were I don't either anyway Van Gogh? Yeah, you Van Gogh. Talk yeah, about they, a Christmas movie with they, Van Gogh? Well, we were saying, you know, there's not enough movies with artists or, like, creative process. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they just made a, a Van Gogh movie. They made that movie Frida, too. She's, like, yeah. an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Was it a Christmas one with no, Frida? No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> no. How could you do a Christmas spin, though, with artists? Well, they got to they gotta be at a holiday market in 40-degree right. weather on a Saturday. <laughs> They're probably hanging out at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, artists are inventors, so okay. you could come up with an inventive way, I guess, mm-hmm. in anything that you did. Make it Christmas. You've been in this artist development program with I us have. for two years. What have you taken away from it? I think that um, I have met some really great people, which has been awesome. I have um, learned to be a little bit more outgoing. I have um, experienced how to actually set my business up and be successful, and I have learned, I'm kind of like scared, I was scared before probably to sell stuff, but now then, you know, I have decided that if people like it, they like it, and if they don't, they don't. Not everybody's going to like everything. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of the tea all the time, but maybe sometimes, right? Yeah. It's awesome. So. I made a chili for a luncheon, side note, yesterday. And like I was kind of upset that it didn't get all get eaten, and I was just like, I was taking that as like rejected. I was like, Scotty, what, what what are you doing? Not everyone's gonna be into some like awesome chili at twelve thirty on a Friday. Don't take it personally. <laughs> Maybe they just wanted to get some some of this pie or whatever. What are you doing, Scotty? Don't beat yourself up over this. Same thing with the art. Like yeah. you know what? You know what? Not everyone's gonna be into hats at 12:30 on a December. That's right. That's right. You never know. But maybe you find one person who's really into yeah. it, and that was your goal. Yeah. How how can people find you and reach out to you? What? Um, they can check me out on Instagram at Audra Lynn Miller with two N's in Lynn, and um, just instant message me. You could get a custom order hat or paintings or ceramics. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, she's got everything. Got to have that special gift. Okay. Unique. <laughs> well, good luck the rest of the way here. Thank and you we're so almost much. done. Yeah. You guys have an awesome afternoon. You okay. Too. Thank you, Audra. And we're back. And we got Mac and Cheese alum Simon Welch here. Hey, at Simon. The, <laughs> at the market. How's it been going today on this cold day? 
been going really well. I really enjoy your radio. And we're back. <laughs> We've got <laughs> Mac and Cheese. KBBL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been going really well, man. I brought my children's book, and those are those are going. What's okay. your children's book called? It's called The Telltale Fart. It's about uh, it's about the philosophy of consumerism and, and just kidding. It's about farts. That's what it's about. Dope. Farts <laughs> are funny, man. Farts, farts are, are hilarious. <laughs> forever. Forever. Triple F. Farts funny forever. You've been in this artist development program the last few years. What have you taken away from it? What's been your experience? Um, well, I mean, it's just been really, it's, it's one of those things that kind of motivates you to do stuff, even if, you know what I mean? Like, even today, I wouldn't necessarily have gone and printed up a bunch of posters that I was selling in my toy photography or gotten a bunch of the book. I w- certainly wouldn't go buy 20 or 30 books to come sell here because that's like a bunch of front money, you know? Right. But, um, it, it's a good motivator and it's really cool to work with other artists and see what they're, what they're doing, so... Yeah, it's been it's been a really unique. I mean, Scotty and I are friends because of this program because I didn't even know who he was. So, other than one time I met you and I thought he was kind of a jerk, but that's, Damn. well, when I, I'm sure like I saw I was meeting Ginger and oh no, this was actually before that. It was before that. Yeah, so uh, it Scotty's was, always looking for an out. It was a party over at Greg's house, and oh, I think we met you and Shannon, and I was probably being a jerk. I mean, I kind of, ten- it was, Nicole was there for work and, uh, uh, we were talking about teaching kids or whatever. And I was talking about how much I hated kids, but I don't know if that went over well. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be like, Oh, that's a guy that's a joke. I was like, that's reality. Uh, um, I, I think you were more reality. like, I don't know this person. Why is he talking so much? <laughs> that I'm probably like that. I'm probably like that with the people I'm not, I'm trying to maybe try and talk to other people that. I know at parties, I'm not trying to branch out. And usually, if there's that one kind of dominant person talking, I'm like, who's this dude? <laughs> probably any, probably, there's so many people that have become like my best friends that like I didn't like when I met them because they were like, oh, who's this loud dude? Um, or whatever. It's like, that's like kind of like my pattern. Like, yeah, no, I'm the, I'm the same way. 100% the same way. I don't, I don't really branch out and talk to people. I'm very in my box. So, anyway, I always think of that. It's a funny story to me. I don't tell a lot of people. It's just then I saw him when uh, I was meeting Ginger for some artwork stuff, and he was—he had some show with her, and I was kind of like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> like That's—that's—that's that's, kind of how I am. I think when I met Ben, I was like, "Shannon was like, yeah, this is Ben from that city." I was like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> that's that's. I was like, "That's his show, man." <laughs> yeah. Comes on Channel Six on Sundays at ten. That's gonna be your epitaph. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's this guy? And do I have a way out? <laughs> yeah but anyway what, so it's christmas time i guess i don't know december it's very close uh, if you partake um <laughs> if i partake what, in december is there yes. other uh christmas movies or movies that you watch in december that uh are kind of like a traditional thing for you or uh that stick out i watch uh so <clears throat> i see it on your board a lot one thing that we watch a lot as kids uh, my dad was always watching a christmas story right but that's not the one that i want to talk about he just that was his tradition but good because we've talked about it seven times <laughs> yeah yeah but scrooge uh, okay is yeah, our yeah, yeah. is our other big one we watch my favorite christmas good. carol movie yeah that's, it's good it's Bill so Murray. good it's so good um we i actually watched it the other day i put a lot of movies on when i'm working and uh yeah, I love that one a lot. I love Elf. Everybody loves yeah, Elf. Yeah, Elf's great. Well, not, apparently not everyone loves Elf, uh, and not everyone likes A Christmas Story either. Uh, oh. Got some mixed reviews on that one. 
I know a lot of people that don't like a Christmas story. My mom, because she's had to watch it every year for the last like fourteen that, years. That was the <clears throat> the chief. Complaint. I think it, it, people, yeah, when it's on a channel for twenty four hours for a whole month, people. Well, you know, but it's like, oh, but I love a wonderful life. Well, a wonderful life's been on for like fifty years. Yeah, yeah that one's fine, but oh, no, Mar, Mar, Christmas story came out oh. in the eighties. That one doesn't get a pass. Yeah, that one's <laughs> stupid though. I hate that movie. Which one? A Wonderful it's Life. It's I, stupid. I don't know, man. It's kind of depressing. People it love does it. Have people, a good story, people, people love it on this show. Like, that's what. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to put all this together because everyone has so many different, varying yeah. opinions about the same movies that we've been talking about. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, it's just well, Jimmy Stewart's also like, seems like he's out of his mind. When I he's can't acting. even. I think of he's like, probably do, drunk. Dana, Dana Carvey <laughs> would do him on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So I think I'm not even thinking about him. I'm thinking about what Dana Carvey's impression of him was. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. He's always oh, 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 Murray, Murray, Murray. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, Scrooge is really fun. Uh, you know, I just recently saw Die Hard. Uh, just it's okay, man. <laughs> I've only seen it like twice. Yeah. And everyone, you know. I've seen it a lot. I got my coloring book out right here. It's a great uh, coloring book. Love it. Me and Walter Coppage love that movie. Do y'all do y'all work on the coloring book together? We should. That's what I should do. Except <laughs> Wally C. Yeah. Uh, I also really like, which I think is considered a Christmas movie, and in the same vein that Die Hard is, Iron Man 3. I like that movie a lot. We are talking about that earlier. Shane yeah. Black. Yeah. That's a Shane Black thing. I love Shane Black uh, until he casted that weird like Predator in the Predator movie. Child Predator. <laughs> The new one? Yeah. I thought it was good, man. No, no, no. Not I like Prey. that. I'm saying he's... Yeah, yeah. There's this other one he, he did he, called he, The Predator. Yeah. Uh, he hired... Uh, in the the last Predator movie you put out, he there was some issue where he hired some dude that was like a convicted sex offender or whatever. So it was a child Predator in the Predator movie. Well, that's... Uh, Interesting. But I do like Shane Black. That's, <laughs> let's bring it back to Shane Black. <laughs> yeah. um, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Like, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. The Last Boy Scout... I haven't seen Kiss that Well, that's Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Oh, and wait, Tony Scott directed it. <laughs> what was the other one? A Kiss Goodnight? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He also did no, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Long oh, kiss that was good. That was one of Amber's favorite Christmas movies. Yep. Mm. Lethal Weapon? He, did, he wrote Lethal Weapon. That's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's good, man. That's the end of the movie. It's great actor. Like, ten minutes earlier, he... Like, I love how the cops are there and Gary Beast is there and Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson's like, you want to shot at the title? And, like, just, like, no, we're just going to have this big fist fight. And, like, Danny Glover's like, no, 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 just back off, back off. I'll take full responsibility. Um, so, like, they're just having this big showdown, like, in Danny Glover's front yard. Um, and at the very end, Apollo goes, ding, ding. And then it ends. Probably <laughs> a different movie. Yeah, a different movie. <laughs> I really Rockies. I need to see all the Lethal Weapons again. It's pretty good. Four is my favorite, man. I stand by that. I like Lethal Weapon Five. <laughs> you know, I'm Always Sunny or whatever. Oh God, <laughs> uh, that one's so freaking good, man. They're like, are you doing blackface? Like, yeah. Anyway, Scott, yeah. Scotty's not on the Sunny bandwagon. You don't do Sunny? Do, I should no. I've only seen it's one episode. I pretty think. Uh, freaking the, funny. Dude. The first season is uh, offensive as hell, right? Yeah, but. It it gets better after yeah. that. Like Danny DeVito all, comes on. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. They're they're all offensive in their own way. But the first season is like, how did this continue for? That's, how, how's that's, this the longest running like that, situational? That, that show's been on what like fifteen years? It's been a now? minute. Yeah, it's, it's the longest running. Uh, well, the Simpsons. Well, well, live action. Yeah, 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 live action. But anyway, anyway, Sunny. 
Do you watch Hallmark Christmas movies at all? God, no, but my in-laws do. They're like always on. They're brainwashed. They're just waiting for that. They're waiting for their man to come in. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's Hallmark, but I'd like this movie. It's called A Dog Named Christmas. Mm. It's like this guy, like, if he can, can he, like, foster this dog named Christmas for, like, a month? He'll get to do something. And um, I don't know what's going on. But, like, yeah, that's he gets Christmas at the end of the movie. He gets the dog. Like, um, ah. and you think that he's not, he's, he's going to have to give up the dog. I think that's the whole deal. It's like, oh. he's going to have to give up the dog at the end. He's just keeping him for, like, training purposes or something. I love that movie. I think I saw it on the Plex, um, and I was like, I should go watch this again. I haven't seen it since '09. I don't. I probably don't need to revisit it. I feel like Hallmark movies—they just do like ad libs or Mad Libs with the. That's kind of what. We have the tropes right here. Oh. Um, do you yes. want, Can we do a Always Sunny in Philadelphia Hallmark Christmas That'd movie? Be pretty good. What would we do? Shit, they probably already done one. And they, I feel like they did do a Christmas thing. Uh, that everything with Always Sunny is like it basically it, it starts out with like this great idea that they have or whatever, yeah, exactly. but it always breaks down with them all being terrible people and backstabbing and like being selfish. And that's the formula. Yeah, every single time. So there's like one where one of the characters is going to be a surrogate and she's got this great yeah, family yeah. that she's working with to be a surrogate. And uh, halfway through, she's like swimming in their swimming pool and like drinking pina coladas. And they're like, You really shouldn't be drinking if you're going to be a surrogate. And then the rest of the family like shows up, like her brother and his friends and everything. And they're like, Oh, they're going to pretend to be real estate agents to try to sell this house or whatever. But it just turns into this big cluster by the end of it. It's a ridiculous show, but it's so good. It's good. Yeah. We could talk about Sunny for that shit. I'm pretty sure there is actually a Sunny podcast. Yeah, it's hilarious. Anyway. And they barely talk about their own show. Like It's like a rewatch show, you uh-huh. know, those, that new podcast trope. Um, but they go through and, and they'll talk about the show for like five minutes of a 30-minute to 45-minute podcast. And then they talk about what it's like to live in L.A. Like real assholes. Yeah. <laughs> L.A.'s a cesspool. So if you had to make a Sunny episode based off of Hallmark, how would it go? Dude, that's a... I don't even know. I'm not a writer. Um, let's see. So, Dean and Dennis are moving back for a career choice to well, start a new business. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- Dennis returns because he's left the show several times. Glenn Howerton has left the show several times to, like... This is, like, real, their real lives. Because <laughs> he leaves because he wants to focus on other stuff. acting or whatever. Like, he tried to be Superman. AP Bio is pretty good. Yeah, he he was he had uh, uh, not applied or whatever, but to be Superman instead of Henry Cavill, I think at that time he really wanted to do it. Um, so yeah, he returns and and nobody notices. That's the plot. <laughs> nobody notices <laughs> that he was gone. That doesn't sound very wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hallmark. Glenn Howerton returns to small town. No one notices. Nobody notices. <laughs> but he's like super Hollywood, you know? And so he thinks everyone should notice. I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not a writer. I don't know, man. <laughs> I fix things that exist. Me and, my, me and my buddy, when we talk about like comic book movies, they're like, this is probably the way they should have done it to make that plot work. <laughs> but I'm not going to write it from scratch. You know what I mean? You could have just been like a script doctor. You should come in. Fix it. We can have Isn't our own, a, we have our own consulting firm for these doctor? films. Yeah, we should. I would do that. Hey, hey, this is how we fix this. We're yeah, this. like a consultant. Yeah, the Bobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you tell us what you actually do here? Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell us what your job. Yeah, dude. Great Christmas movie. <laughs> Where can people find more of your work? Uh, so I have an Instagram that I, I usually plug. It's uh, sime underscore, S-I-M-E underscore on underscore toast, right? So that's where you can find all the toys. Is that a play on words? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's it's a stupid story about that. I had a friend in, in high school that called me Simeon all the time. Okay. She thought it like a monkey, right? Um, and so I decided to spin that around by doing Simeon, S-I-M-E-O. In, right but then i met a simeon in town who was an artist simeon hendrix yes i did not know him previous to this i was like well shit i can't use that anymore i don't yeah, want people yeah, to confuse yeah. us they already do <laughs> you're like oh shit i don't want people to confuse <laughs> us well no nobody wants to be you know like it, it happens to me all the time like, like, there's yeah. another scotty yeah, yeah, yeah. doing podcasting or yeah it happens to me all the time in fact already like one day i was at a red i was working at ramble and Simeon was in the hub, and it was just mm. feet away from me. And this lady was like, is this you? I'm like, does it look like me? She goes, y'all favor each other. I was like, no. <laughs> no, he has like a full red beard. He does. And, and red hair and braces. And glasses. And I have none well, of those no, sometimes he does. That word, yeah. yeah. doesn't matter. Anyway. Anyway, uh, point being, so uh, it was Simeon Toast, and then my friend was like, oh, I always thought it was Simon Toast. I'm like, that's genius. I'm using that. <laughs> so. Short story long, short story four hours long. Uh, that's where Simon Toast came from. <laughs> well, thanks Simon. for asking. <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> well, and you also do. You want to talk about your toy photography business? Uh, yeah. So I do. Uh, uh, that's where I do most of. That's all my work. But I also, you know, some kids break their shit. You know, they're notorious. Kids Children, be breaking they shit. They just break shit. Um, and so I kind of had this idea for a business to where parents when they're getting a bunch of new stuff for their kids and they kind of want to send things off to the farm like I could uh, take photos of their their children's toys um, and give them a nice memory that they can hang on their wall and then you can throw the toys away or donate them or whatever you're going to do but that's kind of like you know like the like the dogs going off to the farm oh yeah Friday had to go to the farm because well actually most of the dogs uh, in Underdog Express go to upstate New York, <laughs> yeah. supposedly to the farm. Yeah, hopefully. they get farm life. They get the farm life. They get the That's cruise life. Yeah, it's not a, it's not like a meatpacking facility <laughs> or something like that, right? Oh. <laughs> no, they send pictures and stuff. Yeah, these dogs are like living on yachts and stuff. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty ridiculous. Me and Ben want to do a documentary about these yeah. dogs, all oh. his fosters he's had, and then like follow yeah, up man. with them. I, I would never be able to give them away. That's why I can't. Yeah, same. Yeah. Foster dogs. That's all I want as dogs. Yeah, dogs are great. They're great. I didn't even used to like them, and now I love them. Who doesn't? I don't because they slobber all over you, and they step on your balls. That's why I didn't like dogs. When they jump in your lap, they step on you. It's true. Every time. They just love you. Yeah. Anyway, okay. That's a downer. That's a downer ending. Well, we're three hours into this. Uh, <laughs> this is marathon podcasting. This is marathon. <laughs> if you'd like to donate to PBS, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. next uh, up we have the ma- a replay of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, we're good. Simon, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You're